Tribalism has overtaken our public discourse. Good morning, Christian America. But the real question is, what tribe do you belong to? Who do you stand with? Who do you speak out in favor of? Who are you willing to go through the fire with? That's a question we need to ask ourselves as Christians across this land. That's a question I ask you to, to think about, meditate on this morning as we get ready uh, to have a brief discussion on tribalism and who you stand with, who you stand firm with. And without further ado, let's get right into it. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. That's the Christian American revitalization effort. We seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. We seek to gather and collaborate with people who seek to put Christ at the forefront of their lives that know our lives are more than our own. We have a responsibility we have a duty as followers of Christ. We have a duty as, a, as believers in God that we make other believers, that we evangelize the faith, that we speak out in the name of Jesus, that we spread the good news of the gospel. That is why he gave us his revelation. It's not my opinion. It's not someone else's opinion. These are commandments. These aren't suggestions. They are commands by God. They command us to do these things. They command us. God commands us to be obedient. And in that obedience, it, we are not punished. In that obedience, we are set free. We are set free to do not as we will, but as he wills for us. And that can be as much or as little as we desire, as we take on. Now, tribalism, it's not any, any it's, a, it's not groundbreaking, earth-shattering news when you hear that tribalism has been taking over our society. It's taken over our discourse. Tribalism over frivolousness is the problem. We have become tribal in our public discourse. We have been become tribal because of our politics. We have been tribal in our politicians and this side versus that side. Let me be the first to tell you if, you, if you're new to these podcasts, you know that I really, really, really don't like to talk about politics on this program. Through this medium, we focus on Christ and when we put our politics above our faith, we go wrong. When we put our politicians in place of our savior, we go wrong. If you do that on the right side, you're dead wrong. If you do it on the left side, you're dead wrong. When we put people and organizations and institutions above the word of God, above God himself, when we make idols out of our own opinions, because we don't necessarily think that scripture maybe had it right in this one uh, particular instance. When we make idols out of ourselves, we have gone wrong. 
plain and simple. There's no other way that I can that I can tell you that. We have to look at ourselves in the mirror. We have to recognize that if if this world, if our society, if our country is going to become this tribal battle, what tribe do you want to be a part of? Do you want to be a part of the right side or the left side, the red side or the blue side? Or do you want to be on God's side? Because let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that God and his commands surpasses all of the political aisle. God and his commands is greater than your side versus their side. God and his commands demand more and deserve more than to be brought down, to be reduced into politics. How do we interact with one another? What side and what tribe do you want to be part of? Let me tell you what I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of the tribe that puts God first. I want to be a part of the tribe that takes care of the least of these. I want to be a part of the tribe that helps the, the helpless. I want to be a part of the tribe that lifts up the poor and the downtrodden. I want to be a part of the side that puts God and faith and religious freedom at the forefront of my life. I want to be a part of the tribe that turns their attention to God, that asks for his intervention, that asks for his direction, that asks for his spirit to fill us and take us and move us in the direction, not that we want to go, but that he wants us to go. That's the tribe that I want to be in. I don't care what color you're in. You might as well be a gang if you're going to talk about this color versus that color, this side versus that side, while I bang rights and I bang lefts. Who cares about all that? That is frivolousness. It means nothing. It literally means nothing. If you don't have God in your vision, if you don't have God in your sights, if you don't seek his intervention in this world, who cares about anything else? We should be, as Christians, together. We should be in lockstep with one another. We should be outfitted in the full armor of God that Paul so eloquently discusses in the sixth chapter of Ephesians. We should be banded together as disciples of Jesus. That means followers of Jesus. That means living out our lives in the way that he commands us to, that he commands his followers to. When we do that, we can, we can become a tribe that we can all be proud of instead of a tribe that we're embarrassed by. How do we do that? Well, luckily for us, God in his infinite wisdom has provided scripture for us to talk specifically about that. And so I want to bring you two passages, one from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 25, and the other one is the first letter to the Corinthians in chapter 9. The first is Jesus explaining who is right and who is wrong, who will be saved 
and who will not be saved. And the second is Paul discussing how he takes on this life. This life to do what? To bring people to Christ, to be those people that God wants to spend eternity with, that he will spend eternity with and how he goes about doing it. And let these two passages first give us an idea from Jesus what we should be doing, how we should be living. And the second, let Paul inspire us in a way to do that in the world that we live in today. So as you, as you get into your weekend, you can think about these two passages. You can think about God's plan for you and how you then can interact with the world as a human being that you are so that you can fulfill the plan, the command, the direction that Jesus has for you. So again, if you turn your Bibles to the, uh, the Gospel of Matthew, verse uh, uh, chapter 25 we're going to start on verse 31 and this is when Jesus is explaining what judgment is to come he says when the son of man comes in his glory all the angels with him he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. A stranger and you welcomed me naked and you clothed me ill and you cared for me in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothed you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for the least of for the least brothers of mine, you did for me. And then he will say to those on the left, depart from me, you are accursed into an eternal fire. Let that sink in for a minute. You are accursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. A stranger and you gave me no welcome naked and you gave me no clothing ill and in prison and you did not care for me. Then they will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, amen. I say to you what you did not do for the least ones you did not do for me and these will go off to eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life what tribe do you want to be a part of i'll ask you that again what tribe do you want to be a part of do you want to be the sheep or do you want to be the goats do you want to live in eternal life with 
our Lord and Savior, or do you want to live in eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels? Left and right mean nothing. Blue and red mean nothing. These politicians and these political hacks, they mean nothing. If we are Christians, if we are followers of Christ, if we believe in God, if we believe in his word, if we believe in the Holy Scripture, if we believe in the Holy Bible, if we believe in God himself, then you must believe this passage. I didn't hear him say, if you are a Republican, you're going to be over here or a Democrat, you're going to be over here. I didn't hear him say, if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you're going to be over here. And if you're a New York Giants fan, you're going to be over here. He said, if you care for the least of these, for the naked, for the hungry, for the thirsty, for the stranger, for the ill, for those in prison, you belong to me. But if you don't, you're headed towards an eternal fire. So when you get on the social media today and this weekend, when you're posting things because you're upset or because you want to ridicule or you want to mock someone or you want to you know, speak ill of something, you're trying to make a point because your side is the best and somebody else's side is obviously the worst. I want you to remember this passage because these aren't my words. These are Jesus' words. And if you follow him, then you actually need to follow him. And you might ask yourself, now, how do we do this? The world is in such chaos. No one can speak with one another anymore. Our friends and our families are torn apart. I'm unfriended. I'm being unfriended here and I'm being unfriended there. And people stop and they started blocking my social media profile and I can't see what they're doing we're arguing on, on on direct messages and out in the open and calling each other names and the world's in chaos two sides can't talk to one another all of these things how do you do that Eddie how do you do that it's nice to talk about but how do you do that well again I don't claim to have the answers the answers are provided in scripture the answers to life are provided in scripture so I'd ask you now to turn in your Bibles to the first letter from Paul to the Corinthians. We're going to start in chapter 9, verse 19. I'm just going to read this small passage for you so that you understand how Paul did it. How one man who was on the wrong side, he was definitely on the side of the goats when he was Saul of Tarsus, transformed by Christ himself going from town to town, from continent to continent, writing letters, inspiring the faithful, creating communities, creating tribes, not to himself, not to his small group, but to God. And this is what he says about how he did it. And so again, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19. He says, although I am free in regard to all, I have made myself a slave to all. So as to win over as many 
as possible. What is what is that? What is he saying? You can think you can be smarter than everyone. You can be more educated than everyone. You can be in your mind better than everyone. But if you act like that, you win over no one. Paul says, even though he is trained as a Pharisee, even though he knows Old Testament scripture and doctrine inside and out, trained by Gamaliel, one of the most revered Pharisees of his day. Paul says, I come as a slave to all, as to win over as many as possible, not to himself, but over, win over as many to where? To Christ. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win over the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, to win over those under the law. They're still living by the old law. I don't agree with the old law, but rather than chastise them, rather than to force them, rather than to shame them, rather than to command them, he says, I became a slave to them in order to win them over. To those outside the law, I became like one outside the law, though I am not outside God's law, but within the law of Christ, I don't agree with these people. They haven't seen the full revelation of Christ, but yet I will come to them and meet them where they are, not to blame them, not to chastise them, not to criticize them, but to serve them within the law of Christ. Why? To win over those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, to win over the weak. He doesn't say, I lorded my wealth, I lorded my strength, I made them jealous so they would want to be on my side. He said, no, to the weak, I came to the weak in order, in order to win over the weak. I have become all things to all to save at least some. I do this, all this I do for the sake of the gospel so that I too may have a share in it. With this tribe, with, with these, these, these tribal lines we've drawn in a bunch of different directions, among, uh, amongst institutions and, and governments and politics and policies, these guns, that gun, uh, this vote, these taxes, whatever. We can, if we can't speak to one another, if we can't humble ourselves, then you will never win somebody to your side of the argument. Paul wasn't able to accomplish those magnificent feats that he did, that he shares, that scripture tells us about. Unless he would have been able, unless he was able to come to people as they were so that he may win them over, not through force, not through ridicule, not through scorn, but through understanding, through sympathy and empathy, so that he may lift up the weak, similar to what Jesus caused us to do to the least of these. So this weekend, when you want to fight and argue and debate 
online to whoever, wherever, on the phone, scream at the TV, whatever you think that you're going to be doing. Remember these two passages. Because if you're not helping the least of these, if you're not helping the poor, and even worse, if you have scorn and disdain for those who don't have what you have, Jesus made it very clear as to what, what awaits you. So seek to help those that have less than you. The disabled, the ill, the sick, the imprisoned. Have sympathy, have compassion. Not because I say so, because who am I? But because Jesus says so, our Lord says so, scripture says so. And you do that. You bring them over by the way that Paul encourages us to meet people where they are. We're humans. We're the same. We're equal. We're made in the image of God. If you think that we're not, then you don't ascribe to this book. If you think that this book is outdated, then you don't ascribe to this community. This community, this tribe, is not meant to be for everyone. This community and this tribe is meant for those that follow the Word of God, and or at least try to follow the Word of God as best we know how. And so if you have to pick, if you have any ideas of what your tribe would look like, I ask you, I beg you, I plead for you, to you. Build it on something that's worthwhile. Build it on the cornerstone of our lives. And that's Jesus. So if you like what we do here, if you support this message, if you support this podcast, if you support the, the, the community that we are trying to build here, I'd ask that you share this video that you post this video on your profile so that your friends, your family can see where you stand, where you're trying to, you might not be there right now, but you are trying to be there. You might not be on the sheep side of the aisle right now. That's something for you to decide. But the goal is to get on the right side. The goal is to be on the side of the sheep, on the side of life, on the side of Jesus, not to enter into that eternal fire. If that's your goal, share this video. If that's your goal, seek out those that need help and help them. No task is too small. No gesture is too small. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a blessed weekend. We hope that you spend some quality time with your friends and your family. We hope that tribalism over nonsense hasn't totally engulfed your life. We hope that you have a chance to spend some time in the sun, basking in the day that the Lord has made. We hope that you have time to spend with family and friends and commune with your neighbors over the breaking of bread as the early Christians did. 
we hope that you get a chance to worship freely in a church or in your home or outside or wherever you desire because that's what this country was founded for and with that ladies and gentlemen until monday you guys stay on fire for christ stay blessed stay strong stay safe good morning christian america